Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Hello and welcome on into another edition of Spock Sports Show. A little bit different this week. Nobody on the horn, nobody in the studio with yours truly, Chris Spockman. So we're going to do a trip down memory lane. In the second half of Spock Sports Show, we're going to have stuff with Jeff Kimberly once again, as it's very, very crucial for us to recruit some MHSA officials here in this mid-Michigan area with high school football coming up, where it requires an awful lot of officials. The last thing we want is official to get sick on a Friday night and there not be anybody to fill in and who knows? Could be a game this year we end up not having to have on the radio or I got to zip over to another game because of some official issues. And so we want to make sure that that does not happen. So it's me and Jeff Kimmerly talking about all the things about becoming an MHSA official and why you should do so in the second half of Spock Sports Show. But in the first half of Spock Sports Show, I'm going all the way back to the very first games I did here. And they were still on my 104-3. 92-3 wasn't even around if you go all the way back to 2013-2014 of the high school boys and girls basketball season. So we're going to talk about some of those great teams. And then we're also going to talk about some of the football teams from that next fall and some of the first games I actually called on the air. And it seems weird to think that I'm almost on 10 years now of calling these high school football games. The end of 2013, beginning of 2014 would have been when I started everything. And I can't remember the exact first game that I was at. But oh boy, I remember three of those basketball teams from that year. Mount Pleasant Boys basketball team was absolutely loaded. He had Jaleel Hogan, the shack of the Saginaw Valley down low, Aaron Lazier running the point. Just an unbelievable basketball team they had. They went 22-5 and that year. They went all the way to the state semifinals before they developed the Muskegon. Deontay Davis, who ended up getting drafted into the NBA, probably left Michigan State a little too early. He's probably playing overseas right now. It was an unbelievable run for this Oilers basketball team. In the playoffs, they bested Bay City Central, Midland, then Midland Dow, then TC West, Flint Carbonate, Ainsworth, Howell, and fell to Muskegon in East Lansing. But the game that I remember, and the game that I'll never forget, was the Howell game. They bested them 69-39, to but in the game before that, Howell had bested Grand Blank, and if you know a little bit about Howell and its past history with the KKK and stuff, there was some really bad racial stuff happening. So when myself and Kurt Wilson pulled into Davison High School where that game was, the fire, the entire parking lane, the fire lane part of me, was filled with cops. When you walked into the gym, there was a row of cops looking up into the stands to make sure that everyone was safe. But the environment, the intensity that that created before the game was just an atmosphere I'll never forget. When the two teams were running back to their locker rooms, how insane the crowds were was just unbelievable. And the game didn't end up being, you know, an intense game because the Oilers just blasted Howell. They won 69 to 39. We're up 12 very early. I remember an alley-oop off the inbounds to Caleb Perry. It was all Oilers. But that 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 is the number one environment I think that I have been in. I've been to a lot of different state championship games, but that quarterfinal at Davison High School where it's wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling wood bleachers on both sides, was oh, it's just something that still gives me chills to this day. And I remember having the headset on trying to do the pregame show with Kurt Wilson and you couldn't even hear yourself in the headset as how loud it was at Howell. And so, oh boy, and it's crazy as I talk about that, and that was the least insane run that we had that year as far as our basketball teams making it far because if you remember, and if you don't remember, go to YouTube.com and look up the Sacred Heart Academy buzzer beater, and you will see one of the most unbelievable shots in your lifetime from Dustin Nyer. 
There was two seconds left on the clock after Sacred Heart had tied the game. The buzzer sounded to send it to overtime. They put time back on the clock. Fulton got called for a travel, and so Sacred Heart had the ball with .2 seconds left. Colton Heibel went to inbound the ball. It went off the backboard. It bounced towards half court, and Dustin Nyer grabbed it and flicked it up as fast as he could. It went off the backboard, off the rim, off the rim, off the rim again, and dropped in for a three to put the Oilers up by two as the buzzer was sounding 49-47. They ended up falling to Frankfurt in their next game, 47-44, but that buzzer-beating finish was like the 10th or 12th game that I had been a part of brought in my broadcasting career. I don't know if I'll ever see a finish like that. And so very early, the environment that I got to see at that Mount Pleasant game versus Howell, oh boy, it was unbelievable. And the buzzer beater that I got to see from Sacred Heart Academy, even maybe even more unbelievable. And also a thing I got to see in my first season calling high school hoops, I got to see a state championship with the Sacred Heart Academy girls led by Sarah Hansen and Avery Gamble and Damon Brown as they bested Crystal Falls Forest Park 56 to 53. That whole playoff run, let's just go through it. As I said, we're taking a trip down memory lane. It was McBain NMC, Big Rapids Crossroads Academy, who was like 19-1, and 20-0 going into that game as well. It felt bad for them having to play Sacred Arts so early. Manistee Catholic Central, Fruitport Calvary Christian, Frankfurt Marine City Cardinal Mooney, and then it was Crystal Falls Forest Park for that state championship. What an unbelievable year it was for high school basketball in my very first year calling anything. And then I had a couple months off, and baseball and softball came around. We had some softball teams make it really, really far, but we're going to stick with baseball here right now because somehow, someway, I had another state championship as Aaron Lazier, who led that great basketball team, also led an excellent baseball team. i trying to remember if both the Butchkowskis were up on that team. You had Marini, who blasted one off the fence in the state championship game. We had the other state champions over Richmond. They won 7-2, and we'll go through that whole playoff run, and the pitching really got it done for them as they bested Saginaw Swan Valley 2-1, Bullet Creek 5-1, Freeland 6-1, Clio 5-0, Bay City John Glenn 5-1, Gladwin 5-0, Gull Lake 7-1, and Richmond 7-2 to take home that state championship. And the Beale City Aggie boys, they were actually also in the state finals, the state semifinals as well. They Fell the new Lothrop. They bested Breckenridge, Vesterberg, Byron Center, Zion Christian, MCC, and I believe that was the kick up the dust game with Ty Rounds at second base. I also beat Bay City All Saints 7 0, Kalamazoo Christian, before falling to New Lothrop in that state championship game. So that was my first year of high school sports. Wasn't around for the football season, but I was next year. Woo, what a year that was, too, as we got to have a team go all the way to the state semis. And I got to call my first game as Mount Pleasant beat Marquette 40-14. to They ended up falling to Petoskey in the next game that finished the season 7-4. So this is a trip down memory lane here on Spock Sports Show. I'm actually talking the 2014-15 Oiler football team right now. And it was that Beale City football team who went the farthest that year in the playoffs they blasted Coleman, Joburg, Lewiston, Baldwin before falling to Munising 10 to 7. And if you want to know how far I have come, here is a call actually from that Beale City game when Chase Rowland took back a touchdown and the one thing, well, I'll toot my horn here, my excitement level has not gone down. Kick off by Andy Cooper. It's going to be taken by Chase Rowland right about the goal line. He's up field, he's up to the 10, the 15, the 20, and he's got a running lane. And he's got a couple blockers right there. If he gets a block, he's going to cut it back. He's chasing up, he's going to be taken. No, no, he's not taken down. He's at the 30, the 20, the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Beale City. They answer right back on the kickoff return. Chase Rowland, what a run. It looked like he was stopped three or four times right around midfield. 
but he continued to get the legs moving. And Muna Singh was celebrating on the kickoff. I don't know if you noticed that, man, but they paid for it right there. So, yeah, not uh, not quite as much bass, not quite as much flux in the tooken, something that uh, I got a lot of guff for and taken, taken, taken. I don't think I've ever said that word again on the radio. But, yeah, so we've come a long, long way. There's a quick trip down memory lane, and we'll do some more as we go through the summer sports season, the, the doldrums of high school sports, as I call it. And, again, I could be talking Pistons and Jaden Ivy dropping 26-6 and six in his you know opener at the Summer League, but I'm here to give you the info that you can't get anywhere else. And really fun looking back at MHSA.com of some of our teams in the first year or two that I did high school sports. But I think my takeaway after my first full year of doing high school sports was just how lucky I was and still am to this very day. Number one, because of the, the five schools we cover with Shepherd, Clare, Sacred Heart, Beale City, and Mount Pleasant, some fringe ones, Breckenridge on a playoff football run or two. It has just been unbelievable the support we get from the community and how much the people appreciate us being there calling the games. That's the thing I noticed after the first year. I always thought, you know, ESPN, big time college, NFL, that, that's what I want to do. But after doing these high school games and talking with people and how much fun it was after the game talking with the parents talking with the students I got to thinking this right here this is the ticket this is really the best thing you can absolutely be doing and I hope to be doing it in 36 now I hope I'm still doing it 86 we'll say another 50 years another thing that made me really lucky in that first year was being able to work with Kurt Wilson who I believe now is down at Hudsonville schools in western Michigan with their student broadcasting program if you didn't know that man was doing play-by-play for the Utah Jazz in the 90s he was doing some pregame he was actually at the flu game for Michael Jordan might have been calling that game if he hadn't decided you know to do the whole family thing and if he wasn't doing the whole family thing he would have never been here to mentor me he'd have he'd have been at ESPN or something like that because you could throw him in the NHL NBA finals tomorrow and I think he would be just fine because prepare 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 is what he taught me and that's what he always did so a big shout out to Kurt Wilson a big shout out to all of our local schools ADs and everything for making what we do just just awesome here at Buck 92 and formerly at my 104.3. So if you're listening on Buck 92, second half of Spock Sports Show coming up, we got that interview with Jeff Kimberly talking about becoming an official. If you're listening to the podcast version of Spock Sports Show, where we're going to wrap things up, but you can go find that Become an Official MHSA interview with Jeff Kimberly wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back with you next week at Spock Sports Show. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views, opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.